You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. Man, I'm super excited for this weird team up of subjects today. Uh, Tonight, we are talking about exploitation films and Disney news. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So first off, hey, listener, Savannah says I'm hungry. I'm hungry, hungry for the heap and helping of it's all pizza we're gonna deliver. Hey, right, that's a right. callback from back when we had a normal show, a normal show with like a l- letter stuff and <laughs> or yeah, number numbered things. And uh, hey, ignore that comment. Too late. <laughs> oh no, we made it part of the show. <laughs> and when we used to talk about comic books, hey, speaking of, what did what did? Okay, it's a little early. So maybe I should wait. But I was going to say, what did people think of our episode last week with uh, Robert Geronimo? How do you guys feel about that kind of a... It was kind of an interview, but like guest interview format. My goal, my hope with it was to kind of... I, I In retrospect, I feel a little bit bad about pushing the slasher theme so hard on him. Uh, but my hope was to like more organic, organically integrate the guest into the the episode format and theme. I, I like that kind of thing. I, yeah. I mean, granted we're, we're creeping back towards our old day. Like you want to talk about old days. We're creeping back to those like two to three hour long episodes. And mm-hmm. so like our guests don't necessarily know that <laughs> they don't know how we roll. I give them a warning. We can talk. I give them a warning. <laughs> you did give them a warning. So I'll fair enough. Well, yeah, all this, all the topics were definitely in Paul's wheelhouse, and I believe Paul talked to him afterwards too. Oh, he loved the slasher theme. Okay, good, good. Um, it was cool. I liked him. It was a great mm-hmm. addition. I oh, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very laid back. I'm glad he was so comfortable on on the stream. It was it mm-hmm. was very good. Uh, let's see. Well, the topic today, I already mentioned it, but we're talking about exploitation. This is inspired. This is inspired. Hey Eddie, what's going on? Oh, Eddie's Eddie's here for exploitation. Well, this will be right up his alley. Yeah, we the that might be an insult. <laughs> no, he does the voice of a of a of a cowboy on another podcast. So oh, okay. there we go. We, so exploitation was inspired by last week's uh, conversation. Eddie says, "Yeehaw!" Mm-hmm. Um, before we get too far into it. And again, I'm going to, I know I keep saying it every week. The episodes are slowly getting shorter and shorter a little bit. Last week was only in like an hour and 47 minutes as opposed to a solid two hours. So getting better. <laughs> there we go. Our guest, 13 minutes of slack. Um, right. Rome wasn't built in a day. It was built in three hours. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> do we want to? Okay. So uh, do we want to talk a little bit about what we've been watching lately? No, I'm getting. I'm getting. Oh, 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 like, no, that ruins it. That's how we get three hour long episodes. Why no one likes us? 
<laughs> no, I mean, sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Eddie says, gosh darn you guys, you can't exploit the willing, I says. <laughs> and Paul says, yes, his chat with Robert Geronimo uh, airs on the 20th. Man, look at I'm that. Assuming it's already Paul, got one going, in the can. Paul, is that going to Monster Mash or Bull Spit? I'm assuming Monster Mash because he does a lot of horror theme stuff, but um, Jesse, have you been watching anything interesting lately? Well, real quick, real quick, before we leave Geronimo behind, right? Uh, Kickstarter, mm-hmm. is it still going? Um, actually, I believe it would have ended. Oh no, it'll be going for another couple days. Hold on, let me double check this. Okay, good. Question. Just for our live listeners that uh, mi- maybe missed it, it was a great episode. He's he's involved in a super product uh, project and product. Uh, find out more by watching last week's live stream or or the episode which is on the podcast feed now yeah um but yeah you, if you're interested you should check it out and and hit it up while it's still going because he's got all sorts of there are okay it's a indiegogo campaign and there are two days left on his wirehead project and yeah like jesse said um check out last week's episode it's on the podcast feed or if you go to growlixpodcast.com it's the most recent episode i think it's called slashers and robots with robert geronimo or something um <laughs> Sounds like the perfect title. But, you know, before he was even on, it was already fully funded. So they're just doing the stretch goal thing. But yeah, there means, you know, you're going to get what your stuff. Right. So they're at 112% of the $8,000 goal. So that's pretty good. Pretty good. Can I real quick tell a little funny story? Yeah. So originally Randy was telling me about this before he did the episode. And he was talking about the guy. And I was like, yeah, I remember that guy, blah, blah, blah. And then he was talking and talking. And I kind of like went off somewhere i wasn't entirely there and then i heard like about stretch goals and i'm like wait did we switch into exercise or something and so i like snapped me back to the conversation and i had to actually pay attention again (laughs) i got stretch goals i'm hoping for splits by 2022 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay um okay yeah no uh, robert was a great guest so that was a good conversation you should check it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jesse, what have you been watching? Well, uh, since Melanie's so excited to do this segment, I thought we should talk about season three of, oh, no, not three, season four of The Crown. No, we don't have to talk about it, but it's great. It's great. I'm a couple episodes deep now. Yeah, I have not, I, I have not picked, I have not jumped on it yet. Um, Melanie actually does have some things to say because she's had some interaction with, it's fans, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the only the only thing is people people were complaining about the characters, and I was like, the characters are the same characters they've always been. You mean the actors, maybe, or maybe oh, the writing, yeah. because the characters are the same characters. Yeah. The entire time. Um, are they mad about the recasts as they get older? I don't know. They just said they they don't like them anymore. Hmm. I don't like I don't like the queen this season. I'm like, I thought they did a great job. I thought it was pretty seamless, and I exactly, you're right. They're the same. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have any emotions anyway. They're all robots, and it's compelling somehow. <laughs> that makes great television. <laughs> I have not actually watched any of the Crown, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, you know, I'm it's giving my crazy like the ones that are just like raging, awful jerks. Mm-hmm. happen to have like the most empathy at certain points and then the other ones where you're like you know like 
I'm on board. Uh, they'll do like horrible things. And then you'd be like, God, they're the royalty are monsters. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, and you're really seeing it in this season because spoilers, it's all about Diana now. So yeah. you're yeah. really getting to see it now. So I can't say for sure because I have not started this season yet, which is what Melanie's friends were talking about, I think. But I mean, with the changeover in actors, they do the characters do feel slightly different. I feel mm-hmm. like they're definitely approached differently a little bit. Mm-hmm. The whole first two seasons, they were kind of leading to the queen just being a little bit more cold. But then once we hit the third season and it switches over to um, the greatest actress of all time. I don't know why I dubbed her that just now, but I like her. She's um, great. She's wonderful. Right. And, uh, but she plays the queen very cold, almost yeah. robotic. Like it's, it's a, I remember an episode where like the whole kind of point of the episode is that she does not have emotions, normal emotions right. for people. Oh my God. And yeah. she's like, is this weird? Um, so I, I can kind of see their point. Yeah. Uh, Paul says royalty checks their emotions at the door or you get Game of Thrones. <laughs> it kind of feels like it's, it feels like Game of Thrones without any of the dragons or anything. So like all the really super interesting stuff. No, no, none of that. Just just the talking. Mm. <laughs> I am interested to check out this new season, though, because you said it's all about Diana. Like, yeah, there's a whole new generation of characters. Yeah, that weren't in the previous. They were just, if anything, kids, you know, right. Uh, some of the characters. So, yeah, I'm interested. Anything yeah, but else? I, I keep dragging them off to other stuff. Like, oh, that's that we, fair. Yeah. Well, I, I, the crown, I think I had you watch an episode or something. The crown, I don't think is a show you're going to get into. So no, that's you, what, you tried to get me to watch an episode and I refused. Right. Um, was anything else, Jesse, that you've been watching? No, lately? no, I just thought I'd throw it to the crown. <laughs> we Melanie and I finished. I don't remember if we've talked about this. We finished. I know we talked about it at least once and I was unsure about the show. We have since finished the first, the one season of Melanie always calls it dances with wolves raised by wolves. Yeah. I love it. I think it was pretty good. It's weird. It's it's not like necessarily a five stars, but it turned out to be a really good show. I thought Mm -hmm. I I was pretty like um, Lovecraft country. I was very standoffish at first because I'm like, I don't understand this show. What's it doing and where's it going? But then towards the later half of the season, I'm like, I'm in. I don't want this to end. So. It can't. It can't. I won't let it. I will. But I have to know. I have to have answers. <laughs> I have to have some answers to at least a couple questions. In which show? Uh, it needs with wolves. Yeah. With wolves. Um, it's super interesting because I really like the theme. It plays heavily on the whole like artificial intelligence ai android thing at like mm-hmm. at what point are they just following programming and at what point do they actually have emotions and stuff mm-hmm. and the show really to me the most compelling the two most compelling characters are the two androids yeah. like over all the humans like the, the humans are like meh they're okay um they're okay to just crazy the androids also crazy are the most fascinating to me And like one of the androids is, I feel the most likable character in the whole show. It is super strange. Like it's weird. It goes, it gets just weirder as it goes. It's off the rails. Um, It is off the rails, but I love, I love the way it does stuff. Like, okay, 
there's there's a, a little a bit where one of the androids is talking about uh, their creator because it's it I don't know if it's uh, because of a war against like the believers and the atheists and then there's a part where she keeps talking about the creator uh, wanted us to do this and this was our mission from the creator and blah blah blah, blah. and the other android is like kind of starting to sound like one of them <laughs> you know how do you know what the creator wanted you know right stuff like that um and i find that i find that kind of stuff fascinating too like a lot of the of the uh themes that it that it uses with the robots it also kind of uses with the religion and i i like all that yeah and i feel like it with the people the themes some of the themes it's it's like it's it's very on the like on its sleeve on the nose it's like it was a war between the believers and the atheists and this and that and then with the robots it's interesting to see not necessarily subtle but a more organic evolution of how that plays out with these characters that you know whatever yeah yeah it's good i liked it mm-hmm. it strikes me as the type of show i i feel i think it might i'm not sure if it's getting a second season yet or not it definitely le- definitely left it open for a second season in a little bit of a ham-fisted way i felt where it's like oh that's a nice wrap up oh nope they undid it it's they're hoping for another season so which i'm down for was feels- nice wrap up you're crazy there were so many unanswered questions in that thing you're crazy okay no you're you're right you're right um oh yeah you're right i take that back i don't know what i was thinking because there's like <laughs> the whole like there's this whole like entity that's never explained okay no. yes um but it feels like the show, the kind of show that will only get one season just because um, I don't hear anyone talk about it. I like, I've heard of it nowhere other than seeing it on HBO max and us watching it. Like I don't hear about the show. Anywhere. There's a bunch of shows on Netflix that are like that too. That mm-hmm. like, what, there was the one that was like a, like a British, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but much more raw. I don't remember which one what was one. like Demon Head. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was really good, and it was like, yep, nope, that's all you get. One season, I know, yeah. super yeah. disappointing. Yeah. And that I I remember looking into, and I think that was a result of like nobody's talking about it. Didn't get watched much. Oh, it's like, yeah, but it was good. We talked yeah. about it because it was mm-hmm. like British Buffy, yeah. right? British Buffy with an R rating. It was it was good. Um, and we also we real quick went through the Rick and Morty fourth season. Uh, yeah, yeah, because used to be great. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? It it went to weird places. It did. I mean, I, it's Rick and Morty, so of course it did. But it, it went. Did. It got real weird, especially once the pandemic hit, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know how old the fourth season is, but yeah, I think like we just noticed it was finally up on. HBO Max, maybe or Hulu. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where we watched it. I loved it. I loved basically it, like, after the dragon episode is where the pandemic episodes came in. Okay, okay. I think there was uh, one more episode after the dragon episode, and then they took an extended break, and then because well, they even reference it. <laughs> it seems like there was a pretty good gap between after season three on the streaming apps before season four trickled out to it i could be wrong but um i i don't know that it has as many like it doesn't have as many iconic moments of course like if if they try to i feel like the difficulty with a rick and morty type show is 
how popular it got and then trying to live up to like well we got to do a pickle rick we got to do this you know we got to do a szechuan sauce kind of thing like no you you're not gonna replicate that that could like i feel like that pressure uh and i don't know how the creators are handling it could ruin a show but i don't feel like that's the case so but i was gonna say there's not as many of those like iconic rick and morty type moments but I feel like I enjoyed the season more than any other season. I like, loved, I loved how they played with uh, time travel because they were like pretty adamant that they were never going to do time travel, and then they had this stupid episode about snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so great too. It's like ter- snake terminators <laughs> on a planet of sentient snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So and, it, and there was that yeah that other one too that was, that was totally time travel he's like these are all your possible selves that you oh the, the, where you could like save states with the save states yeah oh yeah in the live life and then oh yeah the stat was one of i feel like that was one of the best episodes that was a really that one was good super dark too though yeah right <laughs> um I, I know there's one i think the most though what? The, sorry, the the like story train or whatever the heck that thing. Oh, was the meta to. one that was all about yeah. being meta. That yeah. Was great. Okay. Um, I, we I think we really got to get moving on. Yeah. yeah that's fair. You know. Didn't I say I told you no? Yep. I well no well you should have said why you said no because we just assume you're going to shoot everything down and we're going to roll forward with it unless you have a second. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's fine. I'll I'll cut my next segment super short. So. Um. All right. So I do want to point out. <laughs> yes, this is a pretty good like hierarchy, a flow chart, if you will. So we're going to segue into our Hicksploitation discussion. And Eddie had a good comment. Here's the breakdown of Hick royalty. Hayseed, Redneck, Hillbilly, Bumpkin, Swamp Billy. So Swamp Billy would be like King Queen <laughs> Hick royalty. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, it's uh, like the further you get into the swamp. Yeah. The more, you know, like, yeah. The more banjo you hear. <laughs> or the less banjo you hear because they have less oh. strings. Like the strings just keep breaking and you can't get new strings in the middle of the swamp. It's yeah. true. <laughs> Unless you're Kermit the Frog. That frog can make it. He, he just turns human innards into a, into banjo strings and, and away we go. What was that? Oh, okay. So. Human innards. What was that? <laughs> Is that a reference to something? That's not from anything. I just made Kermit super creepy. That's all. That's oh, <laughs> because oh. because what are we talking about? That makes it more strange. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to start? It's Rainbow Connection, dude. Come on. That's what that song was really about. <laughs> Making banjo strings out of humans. Wow, Jesse's on Jesse. You're in a very <laughs> Jesse's on from Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's on from Jesse. <laughs> What happens when you get get up on that Jesse? Um, Swamp Billies play washboards and jugs. Eddie says, "Okay, who wants to go first? Not me. Okay, Is that um, me? Is that you? It doesn't matter. You go first, Randy. Okay, I'll you never go first. go first. Your turn. I don't. Okay, I felt like I kept pushing it towards you guys because I was going first a lot. Mm-mm. I watched for our Hick exploitation film, which, by the way. If you search Hicksploit, like it's not limited to horror movies. In fact, most of what will pop up are more like just kind of sleazy grindhouse movies from the 70s. 
because that's when exploitation that's when all the exploitation things become a stuff became a thing but i was looking through some of those movies i'm like i don't want to watch any of this stuff i did find a horror movie a exploitation horror movie um paul says deliverance is the ultimate uh exploitation film yeah so yeah to kind of explain i mean that deliverance that puts it out there um wrong turn is mentioned a lot uh i mean texas chainsaw massacre kind of got us here texas chainsaw massacre the hills have eyes stuff like that backwoods usually mutated either through generations of inbreeding or actual like mutations from i don't remember which movie it was was it like wrong turn where it's just like there's waste nuclear some type of trash waste waste or something nearby mutating them. i don't know so are the rob zombie movies are they considered exploitation then <laughs> where every character is kind of a a backwoods type yeah um, but some of them are clowns yeah <laughs> you know that's that's fair especially the like you know the three from hell devil's rejects family right is very much yeah yeah Okay, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, I mean, it's so kind of bizarre and its own thing, but it is still very exploitation in my no, mind. Definitely, definitely. Um, but you know what, guys? You don't have to be in America to be a hick. Mm-hmm. I found a movie from 2015 called The Title. The title doesn't really do the quality of the movie justice. Kill Billies. Ooh. That's the English title. I The original... Uh, language title is I D Y L L I idle. I don't hmm. know what it is. Uh, Paul says, okay, well, I'm not going to read it. Like Paul says, tiny is like a kind of an inbred mutant thing in the Rob zombie. I, I did read it. The Rob zombie movies. Yeah. Um, kill Billies is a Slovenian movie. Let me double check that. I'm pretty Slovenia. sure. In fact, is that next to Kazakhstan? Slovenia. It's where our dear leader's uh, wife hails from, I guess. Oh. <laughs> dear Rita. Slovenia sounds like it should For be a couple the more end. weeks, anyways. Slovenia should be the end of some other country's name. <laughs> right. You know? well, this, this was the country's first feature horror movie. The first oh. one produced out of Really? The- That's right. crazy. 2015. So yeah, very interesting. Um, I, I I feel like this is like um, there's other countries putting out horror movies, right? So it's like a Pinterest board. So he's like, oh yeah. So we should try it. Let's try this one. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me. Okay. So Kill Billies, 2015. Here's the overview according to the movie uh, DB dot org. After a night of carousing oh carousing that never ends well carousing Mm. i don't recommend it after a night of carousing the amateur photo model xena heads to heads for a fashion shoot in the nature in the nature (laughs) in the nature i think this overview is written by a a a natural (laughs) sylvanian or a killbilly accompanied by the ambitious mia apathetic drag Dracica, I don't know how to say that name, and st- snobby photographer. On, oh, is that what I on the idyllic location? A supposedly ordin- ordinary fashion shoot turns into a fierce fight for survival. I don't like that overview. 
it's not wrong. So basically, a couple models, a photographer and their makeup lady, go out to the side to the mountains, and mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because there are a lot of shots where it's like, this is totally like, Dustin, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Um, so this is totally like there's very beautiful shots of their mountains. It could almost be like travel boat brochure. Ignore the rest of the like 99% of this hillbilly murder movie. The mountains are <laughs> it beautiful. Is Kazakhstan. This is just a tourist trap. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they go out there and a couple of hillbillies approach them and kidnap them and we're off. It's the story is very bare bones and very story straightforward um it's what you might expect for the most part i feel like there's a few twists and like i said the title of the movie kill billies which is amazing doesn't really do the quality of movie justice it's actually pretty well made and it could be way trashier i think a thing with a lot which when i was searching for a movie to watch i started to worry the exploitation genre of specifically of horror, well, not even just of horror, just of any of them, are typically really trashy. And I'm not just talking because it's got a bunch of hillbillies. I mean, like, just they're trashy movies, you know. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to get your nudity quota in and that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And this didn't really hit on that stuff super hard. Um, there is some gore, and it's legit. It is some solid horror movie gore. Uh the direction is actually pretty good. It lingers on some shots and builds atmosphere almost too long, but definitely like way longer than you would expect. Like in 2015, a similar type movie made in America, it would, it would pick that pace up. Um, so I kind of appreciated that <sighs> once you get into the later part of the movie and there's like a chase that just goes on and on for quite a long time. Cabin fever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. One of the only okay, Dustin says Cabin Fever comes to mind. One of the only films I've ever walked out on or out of. Interesting. It was really gross. I'm gonna guess was it somewhere around the horrible like skin scene? You know, mm-hmm. the shave was it shaving? I don't remember what was happening. Yeah, the late Cabin, Fe- scene? Ca- Cabin Fever. I remember being like super body horror, gross to me. Paul says it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but I mean, are you serious? It, Ugh. The gore, there was, like the gore is hardcore. Was this in the torture porn kind of era? Like, was this right around the time that we were getting hostile? Eli Roth before, I believe. Before, I I could be wrong, but I think before the finger love scene. Hmm, I I don't remember it that well. Before Hostile, so it was ramping into oh, hostile okay. torture right. porn, and that's an area I was worried this Kill Billy's movie was going to go into, especially when like. So the the hillbillies have these these people abducted and they're in this like little room and they come in and they're like which one do you want to get and the guy's like whoa, whoa. well okay I don't I can't do their voices because again Albanian <laughs> so like they didn't sound like hillbillies they just talk in obviously a foreign language I don't recognize but like they didn't they don't necessarily have a southern twang because it's not the <laughs> same country and that's yeah. kind of why Paul says it's hardcore that's kind of why I wanted to do a foreign movie just. Get, to get that but they are still the main hillbilly like they look very hillbillyish. they're disfigured but f- from reading some of the other reviews there there's like kind of a surprising attention to detail paid to where the disfigurements are kind of realistic in like why they would look this way as opposed to like they're just like mutated people mm-hmm. uh, but 
he he's wearing he looks like a hillbilly, but he's wearing like leader hosen. So I'm like, <laughs> like um, is that is that their is that what their hillbillies are like? It's just like some people in leader hosen got lost in the woods. It's just like we're gonna live here now. Um, but like they come in and they're like, which one do you want? Because there's three women and one guy, and the and the one guy's like the old one, and they there's a struggle, but they drag the old older. She's not that old, but the older lady out. I'm like, oh no. This is gonna this is probably gonna go in two very unpleasant ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually doesn't. And I want to say the most interesting thing about this movie, and I, I'm gonna kind of spoil it, is the concept of other than the fact that they are kind of terrible people, why they are kidnapping these people and what they do, because they don't necessarily torture this lady or the other thing that was assumed, although there is an attempt at that later. Um they strap her onto this thing and then jack this huge needle into the back of her head. And it's like they're draining out spinal fluid or something. <laughs> and then that goes into a, like a distillery. A spinal tap? If that goes into like a distillery and they turn it, they mix it into their moonshine that they sell. And that's why I said this movie is all about the alcohol. The big villain of this movie is alcohol, but like they're distilling. It's like, right no yeah it's something like that but i was like oh and it was you know unpleasant but it was not torture porn territory so i was like oh give you brain cells and then kill brain cells with our alcohol (laughs) so i don't know i thought that was interesting i was like oh okay well Mm -hmm. i mean at least there's an interesting concept and that like specific style of bottle of moonshine comes into play throughout the whole movie, including the end. And I won't spoil the very end, but it, uh, it I don't know if this was the intent, but it kind of like alcohol's the real evil is oh. kind of it's not it doesn't hammer it over your head, but it's I feel like that might be the idea behind the movie. Um, oh, gotcha. No, we're gonna make our first feature length film, and it's gonna be a PSA. It's it's not that bad. <laughs> I, if given this is the first feature length horror film to come out of the country, and I'm sure it made a big deal, and like they made a big deal of it, I think it did super well there. Um, it's really surprising because it's not super accessible. It is tame in in the hillbilly horror genre. It's pretty tame. It does still have some hardcore gore. It's much slower than I would have expected. Um, and it, but it's also much more bare bones, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. There's a few times where I'm like, like the scenery is nice. It's well shot. There's a, there's like one sequence where it's supposed to be, she's like climbing down a cliff where it's like, you guys obviously didn't have a cliff, huh? Like (laughs) maybe a slight slope and you're just like not showing the supposed cliff, you know, that's low budget. (laughs) Right. That's a, that's a low budget filmmaking type thing. It's like, well, we have mountains in the backdrop. Doesn't mean we can shoot on a mountain, I guess. Um, Or risk your, actors on a mountain right right it just was not convincing i was like i get what you're doing what you're going for it's just not really working but okay whatever um would so you recommend it lady, hold on dustin says so does the old lady's fluid uh, uh, is a higher blood content doing due to being older basically <sighs> higher oh, al- alcohol content because it's age like a like a wine on a rack <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe or like a 12 year scotch kind of thing. You're like, I think oh, this is a 15 year. This is a 95 year old. <laughs> um, so 
pluses, like the the acting for the most part on everybody's behalf, the lead hillbilly actually gets a somewhat emotional touching moment. And I was like, I mean, you're never on his side, but like there's a moment where he's distraught and upset and you're like, oh, wow, like, there's some depth to this hillbilly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? really cares. Really the cares act- about his work. And from the leads, especially the two, the the two kind of lead. There's one lead female who's in mo- the most of the movie, but there's two lead females. They're really good. Like they, especially the lead. She looks picture Jessica Jones, like from the Netflix show. That's her look. She's like, there's the cool model who's like, just doing it for money. She's not really into it. And then there's the very yappy blonde model. So those are your two characters, but. And we don't get to explore the yappy blonde model. Fine. We don't need to. She annoys everybody, including me. Um, but the cool model, like, they're, like the, it opens with a scene with her. It's like, I don't know. There's, there's a little bit more to her character. It's kind of interesting. The end, though, is not fun. And it's <laughs> like, oh, that sucks a little bit. Um, I don't know. On Letterboxd, I gave this three stars. Basically. Oh, wow. It's good. It's a little too slow. The end really drug me down. It should like, whatever. I like dark movies. It should be a a bonus, but I'm like, uh, um, and it, it's it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Three stars. It felt okay. I was like, yeah. In theory, I should like it more. In so reality, three stars as a movie, but how many stars would it be if we're we're talking about the hillbilly quotient? Like, is this a five star killbilly? <sighs> Is as far as the genre goes, uh, no, as far as the genre goes, I think if you're looking for a good kill Billy hillbilly horror movie, you're this is a little too bland. It's it's now, if you're not if you're if you're squeamish, this will get you this will make you squeamish, but this is a better option than like uh, even the wrong turn movies or I don't like. The hills have eyes, any of it, any of that. But this is more tame than those in a lot of aspects. So you might want to check it out. But if you're like a hardcore horror fan and you're like, ah, I want some more bloodthirsty hillbillies, there are better options that'll give you more gore, uh, more disgusting grit and sleaze. But yeah. How many hicks does it have? Okay. Four. And one we only see in one scene. So we only ever see three. I mean, we there's only three that we the characters interact with really which so is you're uh, saying there's chance for a sequel yeah yeah you're right you're right uh, watching in terms of watching a, like a foreign other than the, the language obviously the only thing that really made it different in terms of being a foreign movie is the setting not even that because most of it they're just in the woods and that's what you do when you're doing a hillbilly horror so it was okay. It just doesn't offer up a whole lot interesting other than that one concept, which it doesn't really explore that much that other movies don't do more of. Mm-hmm. You know what they need now? They need like a hillbillies go to Manhattan. Hillbillies <laughs> go to Manhattan. Kill billies in space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lame. That's not a proper backdrop. You know, um, take them out of the woods. Pictures available for this. That uh, Paul had asked, why does the guy on the cover look like Edgar? Edgar from Men in Black. Um, that's only half of his face. The other half is relatively normal. But yeah, I don't know. Jesse, what do you? What's what's what, what's next? What do you got? Well, I mean, mine is going to be a weird 
kind of shift too, because yours is uh, is basically the foreign film of the exploitation genre here. Uh, mine is actually not even uh, it's not even technically exploitation, uh, although it does. It's an episode of Torchwood. So I went back to the year 2006 and uh, plucked Torchwood season one, episode six, Countryside. Countryside, uh, side spelled with a C as homicide is spelled. Um, Yeah, so the Torchwood crew, uh, they go out into the country because they get a lead on um, all these killings. And so... In season one of Torchwood, it's all about a riff in space and time, and things are just escaping from other worlds, you know, other dimensions, and just popping up in Cardiff and and all over uh, the UK, and uh, just attacking people. So, like, aliens just show up. Boom. There, there was the weevils were kind of a recurring creature in season one. Uh, well, this one, uh, they don't know how far this this rip in space and time, you know, effects so they are investigating all of these disappearances and so they're way out way out in the middle of nowhere and so that was kind of interesting so now we've got like a british take on it a little bit um and so there's like these these areas of like very wooded area like a forest type of area and then it's just open (laughs) like a lot of times it's just like rocky and and almost like prairie um you know, it's almost like what we're used to here in Nebraska, um, just just open area, and it's and that was that was interesting and different because like usually when you see these movies, it's like in you know like we were talking about it earlier, it's in the swamp, it's in a wooded area, that kind of thing, and uh, this this would just had a different feel to it. it had like rock walls and and uh, just you know like I don't know wide open areas. And so what makes this interesting is that uh, this is almost like a flip of the genre a little bit in that we assume that it's going to be, because this is a sci-fi show, we assume it's going to be an alien from another world. We assume that it's going to be uh, some kind of monsters gotten through. And really it's just, uh, they happen upon this town and they have this weird thing that happens every 10 years called the harvest. And it's essentially um, a family that starts picking people off and people are like the village is in on it. And so this, this was, Oh, you know, usually the monster is a monster. Well, this week the monster are humans and mm-hmm. uh, that's the whole deal. So uh, spoilers for this one, but it is an interesting episode within the context of the show. Um, and it's shot pretty, it's shot pretty well and creepy, but it's bizarre in that it's, you know, it's that era of television where like everybody started switching over to like digital filming and to their own detriment a little bit. Like they hadn't figured out how to make it look like normal television. Uh Oh, man. Dustin just made him brick and Morty reference there. That would have been perfect for this little exploitation purge planet. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting because, uh, like it, it looks like a lot of those BBC shows that would have been like dr- drama, you know, it looks almost like American soap opera in the way that it's shot and the way that it looks. I remember being slightly off put at first because Torchwood was billed as like, this is the Doctor Who spinoff for adults. So right. It's going to deal with like 
sexual things and whatever <laughs> sexual themes and something about orgasms and death and stuff well like yeah that. like the first couple episodes were really heavy-handed in that yeah and crime and this is it's like this is like doctor who nights it felt like it felt like <laughs> soap opera doctor who spinoff a little bit right. yeah um and it was i don't know it was interesting it, it was it was a little stereotypical once you knew what was actually going on, but they did a pretty good job of like making you wonder for the at least the first half of the episode. It was like, is this a monster? Because they kind of had like the way they shot it. It looked like it was some kind of animal that was stalking them. There's all these like uh, like chickens and and all sorts of animals just strung up. Like I mean, like you string up animals when you're butchering them, but like this is like a crazy amount of animals that they're stringing up. Like you're not getting that, that meat is going foul before you uh, are going to be able to like finish it kind of thing. I don't know. But I mean, like it was, it was interesting. It was, a, it was a good, uh, good episode and it was a fun rewatch. Does it fit the exploitation thing? Mm, yes, but not in the classic way. I so. like that both of our exploitation things are not in America. So technically yeah. not really Hicks. I do like the, misdirect of like you're expecting aliens because it's torchwood or right. something um and to touch real quick because i'm a nerd and i would just want to mention it because uh dustin also mentioned the talking about like the look of the video uh, yeah. like when your aunt has a 4k tv with the motion smoothing on which yes and i hate yeah. that it's and it's because of frame rates and i feel like oh places it's not that big of an issue i guess with digital video they can just kind of like i don't know maybe they've kind of settled on what a more standard format is but in america most stuff is shot at a certain frame rate in uh you know in europe they use another frame rate so that's why a lot of especially like anything pre i guess modern super modern tv from europe to me looks a little weird because it's a slightly different frame rate and then like the soap opera look is because they shot on they would traditionally they'd shoot a soap operas on video like old video to where it's oh. more of a frame rate like you'd get out of your old VHS or VHSC camera from back in the day. So that's oh, why man. that's why those look weird and to us like like the earlier Torchwood and soap opera stuff looks similar because those frame rates are a little bit closer to than what we're used to on like primetime TV. That's it. <laughs> um Torchwood, man, I haven't revisited Torchwood in a long time. Uh, it might be worth a revisit. We're going to be seeing some more Captain just Captain Jack. Oh, yeah. Not the Disney Captain Jack. <laughs> Not yet. I don't think Disney owns any of that. But uh, Melanie. Yes. Did, did you have much or did you have anything you want to talk about? Um, I did not watch anything because I got 10 hours of overtime this week. So I'm busy. So y'all don't like it. You can make out with my butt, but not the hole because Randy thinks that's gross. It is so. gross. Why do you even have to mention it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but instead, I was just going to once again pimp Tucker and Dale versus Evil. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's hilarious. It's a great movie. Um, it's it just works very well. And everybody that I've ever forced to watch it, and I've forced a lot of people to watch it, has enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll. Um, it takes uh, it takes the exploitation idea and flips it on its head, and it's wonderful. Yeah, literally, I love that our picks we avoided the true 
down and dirty exploitation in all of our picks because mm-hmm. we've got uh, you know two non US based exploitation stories yeah and then Tucker and Dale versus Evil which is an intentional like I don't know it's interesting because it's it's comedy it's mm-hmm. almost par- it's kind of parody in concept but it's still handled like a pretty decent movie mm-hmm. um I mean it is a pretty decent movie but it's it's not an outright spoof until you get to areas where like the teens are running and accidentally tripping into the wood chippers to keep this ridiculous um concept going but i don't know it's great if if for some reason you haven't seen tucker and dale versus evil yeah check it out it's a comedy um it's got who is the guy hold on let me find it his name is escaping me while you're looking that up, Dustin says, would you count season one of True Detective? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. isn't like Matthew McConaughey like the alpha hick? <laughs> he, wait, then, then he would be uh, the Swamp Billy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's more Texas than Swamp. Yeah, I know, but that's the hierarchy, so. Mm. Um, so maybe he's just like a prince. The Alan prince of hick. Yeah. Alan Tudyk, that's the guy's name who is escaping me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Tucker Dale versus Evil is fairly well known. But if you haven't watched it, you should. This we did once we did a double feature party, and we did this and uh, Kevin in the Woods, and they are the perfect because they're both like deconstruction slash homages oh, to yeah. horror uh-huh. general. And that's a good. fun double feature right there. It is. Yeah, it's it's one of the best double features. What do you guys think about? So, after I watched Kill Billies, I was reading through some of the reviews. It's generally not super well received, and I think it's mostly because it is kind of bare bones and slow, like I said. But there was there was at least one or a couple of reviews that I thought was interesting where people were kind of offended. They're like oh, another movie offended by just exploitation. Oh, because mm-hmm. unlike black exploitation films, where uh, I mean. I, I'm sure there are several that get into offensive territory. They're more like about empowerment and like, mm-hmm. you know, st- standing up to the man, which is usually a white, uh, like police detective or something. Um, or Bruce exploitation, which were all the Bruce Lee, which is insulting, yeah. but mm-hmm. like Bruce Lee is dead. So like, you know, what's he going to be offended about? Um, <laughs> his family could be offended, but exploitation is just, that stereotype, just the hillbilly redneck stereotype. Mm-hmm. And I can see that being exploited. How do you guys feel about that? Because I feel like the reason it's a mutant hillbilly in most times is because that takes it further away from just the regular Southern redneck type. You know what I mean? Right. It so makes like, it more of a monster. So like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like... It's there. There's not technically a mutant there, is there? No, but I Leatherface like... isn't. I mean, I feel like he's maybe developmentally disabled or something, but mm-hmm. not really a mutant. Well, maybe it's just they're saying that hillbillies and rednecks are so inbred that they're going to turn into mutant monsters, which mm. kind of reminds me of the crown, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, hey. By the way, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Um, 
No, we had watched Tucker Dale versus Evil a long time ago. We just had to throw it out as a recommendation since we're talking about exploitation horror movies. Right. Yeah. Um anyway, I don't know. I thought I thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre is they're not maybe it's just because at least the first one is such a good movie. I and I'm not I'm not a southern hillbilly type, so or at least that I'm aware of. Um Leatherface has feelings, Dustin says. Well, especially in the second movie. Yeah, I think Leatherface is just like the younger, more artistic child that didn't get the kind <laughs> of attention that he should have. He's going time. through a phase where he just wears <laughs> people's skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, they just seem like crazy people to me in Texas Chainsaw. I know it's supposed <laughs> to be like you know Hillbilly family, but they just seem like crazy people less hillbilly and more just like just poor keep a low profile because they like eating people so they're not gonna like move into town um then like backwoods hillbilly but or maybe it's just texas backwoods is a different a little bit different scenario mm-hmm. listen texas is a little bit different in general and you watch their lawsuits that's states rights. i don't states know why rights. states rights don't mean you get to sue other states to ru- step on their rights <laughs> says Nebraska who also jumped in on that lawsuit. I'm so ups- I was so angry. I'm so angry about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we- <laughs> Sorry. Let's, let's let's move on. <laughs> they were early meth cooks, visionaries. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. How long have we been going? We've got a lot of news. Uh Paul, you just sent me a fun hillbilly in space. This He'll build in space idea. Oh boy. Okay, I don't know what this is, but I gotta show. I'll I'll show. Where did you find this? Who come up with this? Okay, I'm not gonna read through this, but I'll I'll throw this up on the screen. Sorry, audio listeners of the future. Uh, so we've got some uh, we've got some situation here. Let's see what's this. Oh, we got a little <laughs> redneck space. What? That's a pop-up camper. Mm-hmm. Um, but a ship. And then we got ourselves a little uh, moon backwoods back back moon farm. I don't know. I, I like how they've got a windmill. I don't. I don't think there's <laughs> any atmosphere on that moon. But also, I feel like shooting a shotgun on the moon would not be a great idea. No, man, you just launch yourself off the surface of the moon. This is how I travel. This is how I go down the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm going down to the general store backwards. You know, that's that's where you get real moonshine right there. <laughs> yeah, that really. Yeah. yeah. I love the that. Light of okay. your own. Wow, that's so good. That would be the name of the hillbillies in space would be moonshine. Oh mm. man, yeah. That's perfect. Uh, trade uh copyright trademark Rocks podcast. <laughs> yep. It. Yep. Maybe it'll be a puppet show. <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> puppet puppet Hicks on the moon. Oh <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be any weirder than like what was that one? HR Huff Huff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. HR Puff and stuff. Yeah, that one. Magic flute. Sure. Okay. We have a ton of news. Okay. I've been trying to keep these short. These get these episodes shorter as we were talking about at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode. So I'm going to blow through a bunch of them. Uh, the first two, these are going to be uh, Paul is Paul is the news source on these. Uh, he sent me these articles. 
True Blood Rebirth. True Blood. In fact, most of the news correction, with the exception of maybe one story, all of the news is reacted to reboot slash sequel news. <clears throat> it was they're revving their engines again. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, hey, there's a vaccine now. True Blood reboot in the works at HBO. This that even end? I I mean I never really watched it, but I feel like that was running until like last year, and they're gonna reboot it. <laughs> it's been done for a while, but well, that was my first reaction though. I was like, how? It hasn't been off all that long. Uh, I think we'd be surprised. 2014 final episode. Oh, really? Day, 2014. Okay. They're not even waiting ten years anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, why six years you? ago. <laughs> right, right. And they're gonna reboot it. Why not just? You want to do a vampire show? Do a vampire show. Mm-hmm. Your roving moose is on the scene again. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, nobody was begging for True Blood to come back. No. I know the show had its fans, and I never really got into it, but seemed fine. Looked in- okay, maybe. Your basic premise. I mean, it's kind of exploitation-y, too. I was going to say, yeah, it did. Hmm. To me, it's, it was very southern, vamp- southern trashy romance vampire show yeah. or something. I don't know if it was trashy. So yeah, it was really trashy. Was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I watched like three episodes and I forgot them instantly. So um so this is feels a little bit rumory, but it's being reported a bunch of places and they've got names attached. So it's like super early development, like it's not necessarily a done deal. Um but it's coming from Alan Ball, creator of Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So that seems kind of appropriate, actually. Um, oh, apparently he was the creator of the original series. That's just his thing. He likes just, just trashy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's it. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I was kind of... Okay, Paul, your crushes. You're so transparent with your crushes. Uh, he was down for more Anna Paquin. Would she be involved, though? No, not if it's a reboot. It's a reboot. I don't Unless think they're she... continuing something. I don't know. Here, reboot it with the cast. Of the oh, Suki, you're so fine. <laughs> no. Um, before we get into the Disney stuff, ton of Disney stuff. Um, I do want to jump over to this one because this will be a short story. Sony buys Crunchyroll from AT&T really? for $1.2 billion. Whoa. So yeah, Warner, well, AT&T, but or which owns Warner Media, which is why the Crunchyroll stuff is currently on HBO Max. Uh, Warner Media sold it to Sony for 1.2 billion. So it's a pretty robust um, a, library, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If 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 you're an anime fan in the states, at least, I'm not sure what Crunchyroll's footprint is like internationally, but if you're an anime fan in the States, you know, Crunchyroll, like they carry a lot of the like most popular anime series here. Yeah, I used to have Crunchyroll. Did you ever I cancel that? I, well, I, canceled a little, I canceled it a long time ago. Okay. And, and I'm just, if I were going to go animation uh, app again, I would actually go to Funimation now because they have their own app. And most of what I watch is Funimation anyway, uh, or made by Funimation, I should say. And they have most of, the stuff that Crunchyroll has, except for the Asian drama, and I'm like the live action drama, and I'm not down with that anyway. So, yeah. Oh, interestingly, um, you mentioned Funimation. Apparently, Sony mm-hmm. 
invested in Funimation a few years ago. So that's Ooh. Sony already. So they're just like, that is interesting. So they're going to basically boost Quartering their the, that oh, thing. That's super smart. Cornering the anime market right now. You know how into anime almost all kids are anymore? It's kind of ridiculous. So yeah, they're going to bake. That's a smart move on their part. Good job. So Dustin said, uh, Sony going to stream something? Question mark. Paul said, Sony going to stream some anime? So yeah, okay. So yeah, I mean, it, the gist of the story was like basically AT and T, Warner Media, they're trying to they're trying to focus on HBO Max. So they're trying to slim down anything that's not HBO Max, including Crunchyroll, and like they already got, did away with. I'm I think they already did away with uh, DC Universe app, or at least it was. Oh yeah. Or at least DC Universe as a streaming video thing. Um, and kind of consolidated some of those into HBO Max. Although, I'm, is Titans on there yet? I don't know. Um, Swamp Thing or Swamp Thing? We never uh, Swamp Thing's it. now on CW. Like, oh, I think you can watch right. the whole whole thing on right. CW now. It's still a mess, man. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. The, uh, notable, definitely notable story. Dustin says Titans is on Max. Is it okay? Oh, okay. okay, I hadn't noticed it yet. Doom Patrol, obviously, and I've actually been hearing people talk about Doom Patrol in places that kind of surprised me. So I'm like, ooh, it's catching on. Keep going. Doom Patrol's so good. <laughs> Savannah's watching it. Ooh, so good. Okay, so let's get into... Oh, all, one more before we hit all the Disney stuff. Aliens series in the works at FX with Fargo creator Noah Howley, Ridley, and Ridley Scott in advanced talks to executive produce. So this it'd be the first time uh, there'd be a TV show based on the Alien franchise. Man, that would cost some money. Yeah. Or you almost never see the aliens. One of the two. Yeah. It would take place on Earth, mm. it says. Well, um, save some, probably. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. They the, It claims it'd be like, it would have the horror of the first one mixed with the action of the second one. It's like, well, of course, that's how you would pitch that. Mm-hmm. Like the qualities people like from the two good aliens <laughs> for the two best ones. Yeah. Yeah, they don't need anything. Well, they could be like, what's the dog-sized aliens from the third one? Because that was like only interesting thing about that one was the they were small and fast. Right. Super interesting is that was like a one of the late-minute changes. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like a cow or something so they were going to have this big one um but they're like no we want a small one and apparently if you it's been so long since i watched the third one but apparently if you like kind of watch for it the alien drastically changes sizes from scene to scene at times and that's because of that inconsistency there was a Uh, lot of reshoots on that one or maybe they were like why would they have a bunch of cows on a prison planet Dustin says, I trust FX. Listen, the only FX show I'm super familiar with is Legion. And that show was amazing. And I can't, I can't believe a, a studio or like a TV sh- uh, network okayed that for as long as they did. It was so weird. It was so good, though. Yeah, uh, if you haven't watched Legion, watch Legion also. I totally recommend that one. Yeah, it's completed now. So you can... And it. they knew they were ending it when they ended it, so... It's like a complete. Hmm. Okay, Paul said, "Great, five years between seasons." Um, <laughs> referencing apparently the Fargo release schedule. Fargo is a series I have not even tried yet, but I 
I've heard nothing but good things. Okay. So today was Disney Investor Day. Oh, How that's appropriate why, yeah. that they call it it's that the big Disney news release day is Disney Investor Day. That is so perfect. That's literally what they call it. That is what it's yes, that is what it's called because it's Disney has their big investor call and it's when they announce. I mean, it used to be like, I guess this is the third year they've done it. It's so, kind of trans I, I kind of like the transparency of I it, guess I guess. So. Like we're gonna announce all of our stuff, not for you guys, for our investors. So we're just gonna call <laughs> right. it the investor. You know, but the it, people yeah. who pay for it, other it is, than you. It's painfully transparent. So I guess you're right. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. So there have been so many news. In fact, before we started streaming uh, an hour ago, like some of the there was still stuff being updated. Um Paul said, Well, season four just finished of Fargo. You've got five years to catch up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Let's so see, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Almost the Venture Brothers method, hmm. where they released five seasons in the course of 13 years or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Insane. Yeah, except it's live action. So, like, people get old. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, this ha- what happened last season? Well, I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm 30. So, where to start, man? The first story I come across, because I didn't know, the first story I come across was uh, this Vulture article, and the title is, Disney is making, wow, just so many new Star Wars things. <laughs> <laughs> so let's blow through these, because we talked about this a little bit pre-stream. Yeah. Uh, so they obviously did not learn from the trouble that was Solo, basically, when they were like, pumping out so many movies. They're like Star Wars. They got Star Wars. They put it out. It did well. And they're like, pump them out. Solo yeah. spinoff or spinoffs, just all of it. Pump it out. Force until- Awakens was really good. Let's do Rogue One. Rogue One's really good. Let's do, let's do everything. And they pumped it out until like they hit Solo and people are like, ah, ah yeah. I'm done. And yeah. they're like, oh, reel it in. Well, the Mandalorian's doing gangbusters. It's incredible. It's the it, best thing ever. It is. It is really good but instead of saying like oh people like this thing that like is made with passion and like uh, a vision they're like it's a loving homage to this other thing instead of like looking at that and recognizing that they're like star wars is big again pump them out pump them <laughs> <laughs> more one hour episodes thousands of one hour episodes <laughs> yeah. but you know those aren't gonna have like a green baby mogwai that's the thing. And I think that might be the thing that's really getting really something. I mean, so flipping cute. For, for me, it's oh, yeah. like the dedication to like this is a Western uh, samurai, you know, the original Star Wars influences yeah. genre show hardcore with a Star Wars skin. But, but yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's the Baby Yoda show. And mm-hmm. I agree, it's right. better because of Baby Yoda. But. Mm-hmm. What yeah, do those other shows have? Either of those things? Probably not. No, that's what I'm saying. However, Melanie, almost all of them at some point will tie in and cross over with Mandalorian so they can all visit Baby Yoda. You know, and then they gave Baby Yoda a name and it's like, okay, well, they gave the Mandalorian a name too. Can anybody name him? No. Does anyone care what his name is? He's the Mandalorian. His name is Mando. He, yeah, I was going to say, he's a racist slur, Mando. People use it like a slur, yeah. It does sound like it, yeah. You've got good creatives behind most of it, though. See, yeah, if you can, 
Yeah. You're right, Dustin. Oh, I don't know why that disappoints me. <laughs> <laughs> because I want Disney to learn a lesson. Okay. Right. I want them to learn. <laughs> well, I think maybe they did. Maybe. Um, okay, so among these things, there's gonna be a spin-off of uh there's gonna be Osaka. Is that how it's pronounced? Um, Asaka Tano, whatever the character that Rosio, Rosario Dawson played recently, and she was also in one of the animated she's a character from I think the it's animated Ahsoka. Ahsoka, I don't know the Star Wars lingo. I don't know. One of us is getting it wrong, and Earth. we're being yelled at. So, well, one of us is getting. You are saying it different than I would say it, and I know I'm wrong. So. Paul says because you can't be insult be salty. That's why that's why I don't want it to be good because otherwise I can't be salty. Um it's gonna suck. There's another spin-off series, Rangers of the New Republic, both of which will take place in the same era as the Mandalorian and will eventually cross over with the main show. Is with the Rangers one? No, right, go ahead. I love okay, who who wrote this? Jackson McHenry. Wow. What a name. <laughs> right, right. That's like Henry. Scottish and oh man. I feel Jackson's like a, man. a strong name. Every day my name was Jackson McHenry. <laughs> Every day. So, but that's Mr. McHenry to you, sir. I had to shout out the uh, author of this vulture article because I love this line, both of which will take place in the same era as the Mandalorian and will eventually cross over with the main show. So everyone can hang out with Baby Yoda or something. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, the there's details about the upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor. Hayden Christian Christensen himself will be back to play Darth Vader. Okay, now this is where they're not learning a lesson. And they want Darth Vader. You think a show with nothing, with no characters that nobody recognizes, is going to do well? We got to have Darth Vader. No, I mean, but like. Okay, so in fairness, I, I'm playing here, but like, uh, like they brought back the guy who played Django Fett, right, mm. and made him Boba because Boba is a clone, um, and nailed it, knocked it out of the park. So with the right direction, and that's always been my argument against Hayden was not that he's a bad actor; they did not ask him to act. He had terrible directors, I think. I think he okay. could have done a lot better. They did not ask him to do anything better than wooden dialogue. That's fair. Hot take. I don't know. Um, see, okay. I think this is where, why I'm like not super excited about any of these, because as you mentioned it and, it, and it's been like you, you've mentioned it. Boba was in the recent, was it recent episode? Mm-hmm. I mean, the and whole internet knows that's not even a spoiler. At this the point. internet's excited. You, you were excited. My my nephew was jealous of my boyfriend because I'm like I can't watch that I have to watch it with Randy and he's like <gasps> what I so here's here's why I'm not super excited about the rest of the spinoffs I could care less Boba was in it don't care right in fact the more entrenched in like Star Wars characters that I don't know that the show acts like I'm supposed to know the less interested in the show I, I will get. I am worried about that. I do think that's a slippery slope and it will change the nature of the show. One of the things that made it so cool in the beginning is that you didn't have to know anything. Yeah, I'm real quick. All says I beat a little. (laughs) Uh, They did more for Boba in 15 minutes than they did for the last 30 years. So I mean, I get the the, being a fan favorite character. 
and like you know and it was handled okay like i thought he was cool enough his weapon is very weird looking i don't understand what it is but the gaffy stick that's actually a weapon uh just the that the uh that the things. tuscan raiders use oh, the sand okay. people okay yeah um sand people they're yeah they're uh an interesting thing okay my i have watched star wars every christmas all of my life so i've seen it a lot but i still couldn't tell you half the characters names because i don't care i mean i care but i don't it's the it's the the entire movie that is my thing a lot of characters too my nephew plays video games and then from the video games he's like and this cartoon was in between the whatever and this is the timeline of this and this is that and when he watched last episode he was freaking out because of whatever the reveals of of characters he knew them all and so i didn't know what the heck was going on but i still enjoyed it so i don't think it's real i think it's okay if you don't know who they are it's still a good show but Mm -hmm. do you know who it is i think people are like oh yeah going crazy over that well the thrawn nod was super up like i was like yes because i read those books right well and that's that's the thing so long as they can do that and they can but so long as the so long as it still stays the mandalorian it still stays a good show because i like that it's a westerny thing in the star wars universe yeah but I don't want it to lose the part that I like and just focus on Star Wars universe. I love that very first episode. The season opener is still maybe one of my favorite episodes ever. Yeah. Of anything pretty close. And we're, we're throwing Cobra Kai in there and I love me some Cobra Kai, but that mm-hmm. season opener was such uh, just a beautiful pastiche of, of uh, spaghetti Western type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was way better handling of the like, helping the small town in trouble than the first seasons helping the small town in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It or, doesn't help that they hurt that they used a, a sheriff. That's been a sheriff for the sheriff. their sheriff in so many shows. Now it's ridiculous. You need a sheriff. You get Bullock. I know that's not his real name. That's his sheriff name forever, but <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What else moving forward? Yeah. Gotta move on. I, I knew we'd kind of get bogged down in the star Wars stuff. All right. Oh no! Don't be sorry. I, that's fine. Um, that's why I wanted to kind of get to it because there's a bunch. There's others. Hold on. Skip them. Um, Kennedy also announced that Diego Luna's Rogue One character Cassian Andor spinoff series Andor will be out in 2022. So it has to be a prequel then, right? Like it's got to so. happen before Rogue One, obviously. And Dear White People creator Justin uh, Simeon, Simeon is working on a Lando series Ooh. that will star someone, maybe Donald Glover, but there's been no news on that. Mm. That would be pretty huge. Yeah, it would be. Donald Glover's just a good get. Mm-hmm. Life. He's a treasure. Yeah, he's, you love him. Great. Um, and then there's another star Wars series called the acolyte. Oh, this in more experimental news. I don't know what that means. So maybe this is less sure, more of a Rocky thing. The acolyte, a mystery the thriller that will take views into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high Republic era. 
Mm. Oh, wow. That um, sounds like something that I might, like. I mean, like that sounds awesome, but I think that's going to alienate new, new viewers. I don't know. That's going to, or I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It, it's real. That one sounds risky, I guess is the best way to put it. Taika Waititi. I actually said his name right. Is still attached to do a new star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy rich Asians. John M. Chu is directing the pilot of a series called Willow, which I don't, there's like, Mad Mardigan, but it's in the Star Wars. I'm assuming it's Star Wars connected. Oh, really? And Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins is making her own Star Wars feature. It's called Rogue Rogue Squadron, set Mm -hmm. to premiere in 2023, and will follow fighter pilots on some sort of adventure. Are these all series? Some, I think the last couple are movies. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. more fun if it were a movie because I don't know that I want a whole series of that. Uh huh. Of some fire. Yeah. Although I will say, part of some of my favorite parts of of the uh, what are we just talking about? A minute ago. Star Wars Mandalorian. Mandalorian part the Mandalorian were like this like the stormtroopers sitting there being normal people. Oh yeah, a lot, you know, and I like I like when they do come across the X-wing fighters in one of the episodes. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting to see them being like mm-hmm. kind of jerky cop types. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so this article got updated a bunch. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi Secret Invasion series leads slate of fifty plus new Disney Plus originals. Holy crap! Ooh. They announced they're gonna they're they're doing the Netflix thing now, huh? I'm yeah. guessing they're like, okay, it's the end of 2020. <laughs> HBO Max is going all in on this streaming service. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Um, Disney needs to do something because I'll tell you what, signing on to uh, all the apps, Disney's the one where I'm like, there's like one show I would watch on here and everything else is stuff from my childhood, which I love, but I'm not going to sit here and waste my time on it right now. You know? Yeah, and actually, I'm going to jump to that story because we were. I was just, yeah, I was just talking to you about this, Melanie, uh, last week. Maybe where'd it go? I was like looking around on there, <laughs> fuzz bucket. That's right. I was looking around on there, and I'm like, there's, there's nothing like I, there's nothing else I want to watch. It's either stuff I've seen, it's the or it's the Mandalorian, or a bunch of stuff that's like okay cool i get it but like i don't have kids yeah mandalorian right now is the only thing i watch on there and then i was looking at the x-men stuff also there i'm not going to get into it there's some revisionist history that i don't appreciate because there's a little tab a little tile if you click on it it'll be like the history of disney and it'll like have a bunch of like their notable releases for every decade they include all the fox stuff in there oh i'm like no star wars back in the 70s was not a disney film the X-Men movies were not <laughs> Disney films. The fact that you list it back there feels like a little bit of revisionist history, if you ask me. I know you own it now. I don't like that it's presented that way, but whatever. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, point is like... It is weird, though. It is they, weird. They have Fox. They own Fox. I was like, but where's all the like... <laughs> what sucks about Disney is they're never going to have... They don't have Watcher in the Woods. <coughs> that is a shame. Mm-hmm. That movie is... That's a that's a Disney branded Disney movie. It's one of the very few when they're like, let's try doing straight up horror movies in the seventies, and it is amazing. Um, Disney's The Watcher in the Woods horror movie. They don't have it. 
but I was like, there's nothing for adults. Like they have the whole Fox catalog, I'm assuming. So like wh- they're never going to have anything that really hardcore. They keep censoring what they do have on there. Mm-hmm. Well, also today, Disney Plus unveils Star Channel for matured audiences. Okay. Uh, Star Channel? It's going to be Star Plus or something. What? Okay, what? Okay, That's so confusing when you consider that there's like stars which is a, you know a competing uh yeah yeah there's some it was the amc plus don't isn't there like somebody else using the plus now like apple is apple, there going to be a battle over the plus apple tv plus i think is oh apple is it Christmas. yeah no i it's they need to stop they need or they need to get better names yeah. <laughs> we're, um, we're dipping into the i territory where it's i everything Disney, sa- Disney 20. Disney says, Disney, Dustin says they will eventually integrate Hulu and Disney Plus. I mean, yeah, uh, that yeah, uh, story I kind of skipped over earlier is like Hulu is going to be, there's going to be more feature films produced for Hulu, but it's Fox and Searchlight, which is like their kind of like lower budget mm-hmm. imprint, which is also, since it's Fox, is Disney will be producing those. So Hulu's. Hulu's always been weird because it's not its own thing. It's been owned by the networks for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I, thought, I thought if you paid for it, you didn't have to have commercials, but I was wrong. Hulu? Oh, yeah, no, Hulu. No, if you pay more for it. They were one of the first, I think, to do that, too. And Netflix flirted with that idea for a while, and, I, and it got shut down real quick. Their prices are going up, by the way. I got an email about that the other day. Oh. I don't mind because, honestly, I... I still think next netflix has the most to offer of all the streaming services. yeah we've we've talked about this exact thing their prices cobra guy <laughs> right i'm not concerned with it until it hits like 20 bucks or something and it, it's not not it's not near that so right um but yeah star plus so it will be something that you can that will be bundled okay hold on this is from coming soon.net with 20th Century Fox under their wing, Disney is finally expanding their streaming platform, Disney Plus, with all of the more mature content from the banner under a new title known as Star that will include everything from Family Guy to Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Speaking of Donald Glover. Uh, Logan, Kingsman, and more. Maybe it was Logan because they have all the X-Men stuff, but I'm like, where's Logan, huh? Yeah. Kingsman's worth a rewatch if you haven't. I've never seen I still haven't watched the second one, but the Ooh, first one's great. It's fun. Second one's fun. Um, is that what is that the, weird? Which one has um, what's his name that always cusses? This MF. Oh, Sam Jackson. He's yeah. in the first one. Okay, then maybe I haven't. Oh, Kingsman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Logan for some reason. Okay. Um. So, what all audiences will have to do is log into their streaming platform. Log into the streaming platform, Disney Plus. And head to the options and opt into the tile, I guess star or star plus, and set a password that will ensure younger viewers can avoid watching such programming accidentally. In addition, star plus will launch as a separate streaming platform in Latin America, offering general entertainment, TV shows, movies, local originals, and live sports from ESPN, including soccer leagues, grand slam tennis, and more in June of 2021. The new style, the new style, the new star tile is set to launch on Disney Plus free of charge in most major markets on February 23rd, 2021. Yeah. I still think they're stupid. 
and they're making it more difficult than they need to. And it's going to hurt them in the long run. I don't think offering it is going to hurt them, but no. making it, and I get like, and that was my thing. I was like, you know, there's such like, it's the service obviously so kid oriented. They're never going to like, just where's the actual, where's the adult movies? Where's the movies for adults? Not mm-hmm. like the adult movies, but I feel like de- burying it so low. There's a lot of people that still won't realize it's there. And that will maybe hurt they them should have bit. gone the opposite. They should have been like Disney and then had Disney kids or something like that. That would have been so much simpler and easier and could have saved them a lot of time, but they didn't. So now they're still not going to get a whole lot of subscribers. I don't think. Well, maybe they'll get their own. I mean, it's Disney. They own everybody already. Yeah. They Maybe they'll. it'll be like its own. T- maybe it won't be as buried as it sounds, but. I mean, I feel like it's still, in terms of like a money value, better than launching as a separate service you have to pay for as well. Mm-hmm. Real quick, can I jump in? Paul says, uh, why don't they call the mature one Pleasure Island and not to Pinocchio? Um, Pleasure Island is not to more than Pinocchio, but um, because, <laughs> because if I'm more to Pleasure Island, I'm expecting a little more mature than a little more than Logan. Yeah. Disney would would tell me a lie. (laughs) Tell me more about your huge Jack man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Hold on. Where's there some others? Gosh, so many sequels. This one, this one I titled so many sequels, prequels and spinoffs. Because the story is, and this is from like some, ah, sorry, video started playing. Um, ABC News, like local network to Chicago website posted this, but Disney's Investor Day previews new additions to Hocus Pocus, Lion King, Toy Story, Enchanted Universes. So, so the Lion King, Toy Story, Hocus Pocus, Sister Act, Sister Act, Sister Act, you had to say it three times. That's, I'm to, reacting to the like, news. I had not react. I had not noticed that before. That's a genuine reaction. <laughs> I enjoy Sister Act, so it's just what? Night? Oh, you know what though? A night at the museum. 90s nostalgia. That's what's happening. Mm, yeah. A night at the museum and enchanted franchises, among others, are getting sequels, prequels, and spin-offs. Um there's a new film called, uh, I don't know what that is, Pic- a new Pixar called Lightyear. Oh, Lightyear is going to be, there's going to be a Buzz Lightyear movie. And the voice is going to be, I think, Chris Pratt? Chris, Chris Evans. Chris, Chris, Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. That does not strike me as Tim Allen. No, no. I mean, no. like, fine. I'm not a huge fan of Tim Allen it- personally but why not is what does he sound old now why why not it's a voice no 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 as a person <laughs> no i yeah 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 no, no okay, like okay for, yeah. From their per- but yeah yeah it's gonna it'll be a disconnect I, I think kids will see through that i always saw through that like when they would do like i don't know the animated series version of something and it wasn't the actual character voicing it in very few circumstances was I like, oh, I'm cool with it. Like Beetlejuice. Nope. That was fine. Whoever was the voice actor for Beetlejuice in that sounds good. 
Okay, so I'm going to blow through these because this is uh, the reason I saved this article particularly because this has a whole list. By the way, if you want to check out any of the articles I'm referencing, come Monday when the podcast post goes up, I always include links to every article we cover. Um, <sighs> Hocus Pocus 2, a sequel to the 19 to the 1993 film, is coming to Disney Plus. A Disney Plus reboot of Three Men and a Baby, starring Zac Efron, coming in 2022. Um, Sister Act, a real life uh, mm. original films inspired by real life stories of various athletes. Blah blah blah. Flora and Ulysses, um, a reimagining of Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you're doing Cheaper by the Dozen reboot, which actually has already been rebooted once. Also, so God, an animated diary of a wimpy kid film. That's not, not that bad. A lot of a lot of kids like that. A new Ice Age movie. It'll be the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Hmm. An animated Night at the Museum film. Didn't, I didn't care for those, I'm sorry. What? I didn't care for any of the Night at the Museum movies personally, but I don't care for Ben Stiller either. So, yeah, I've never watched any of them. Because Ben Stiller, it does not excite me, especially as the like leading guy. Uh, a prequel to the oh, okay, this is Paul had said he was worried about Lion King. A prequel to the live action Lion King film with music from Hans Zimmer, uh, Pharrell Williams, and Nicholas Brattel. Um, Little Mermaid live action Little Mermaid starring Halle Berry as a- Ariel. Ariel, what? It, what? I did they. Settled on Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Bailey. Oh, God. I was like, whew. Why is she still around? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. That's somebody else. Are you saying that, like, once women hit a certain age, they're not relevant anymore or something? No, I just don't like her. She okay. ruined X-Men. <laughs> she ruined X-Men. Okay. I will distract. <laughs> No, we're not there. I don't know where that's at. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live-action animated film starring John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg. A retelling of Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks. Peter Pan and Wendy. Island. Peter, 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 to lie to me. Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> that's going to be the title. Um, Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted. Sister Act 3. S- this is a straight-up sequel. Sister Act 3 starring Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh. It's kind of the best way to do a Sister Act something. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't imagine. If they made a Sister Act without Whoopi, it probably wouldn't really... What's she gonna do? Like, could, like, She's a thing. What's she talking about? Is she, though? I mean, gonna, as much as she did in the first two, yeah. Are they going to... Are they going to give this one a snappy subtitle? Because Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, is maybe the best subtitle ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So what's she going to do? Dustin says she got to praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Well, said, she'll have a new point of view. Ooh. Oh, yeah. They highlight just some scumbags on that show, too. Um, Let's see. For Disney animation series coming to Disney Plus. Baymax. Oh. Betamax. Zootopia Plus. Wait, 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 wait. 
Betamax? Is that what you said? Bay. No, Baymax B-A-Y. from Big Hero 6. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, they're trying to bring back Betamax. <laughs> yep. Disney Plus, they're like, <laughs> yes. Does Disney Plus not working out. We're going to Betamax. Betamax, bringing it back. Uh, Tiana, and then... Um, from Princess Mo- and the Frog? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. He's the, he spends the least amount of time with children of all of us, so oh. he's not going to know. Uh, yeah, I don't. Moana? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mona? <laughs> Mo- Mona. Mona. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. What's his, I bet he's not even here anymore that, watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to say this word. Some sci-fi series. Okay, anyway. Encanto. Uh feature film set in Colombia about a magical family that lives in a magical home. That sounds magical. Pixar Popcorn, a collection of short starring Pixar characters. Additional episodes of the Inside Pixar docuseries Burrow. Uh, Pixar's next Spark okay, Spark short that will accompany Soul when it drops on Disney Plus at the end of the month. Okay. I don't need to know about the Pixar shorts, okay? Well, They're shorter than the Pixar pants. I'm just going to get more and just disheartened <laughs> as we go through this. We haven't even got to the Marvel stuff. A oh, new wow. Cars series. Oh, God. I hated Cars. Uh, I know you, you've always hated Cars. It was the first Pixar oh. movie. I was like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Habit. Okay, Paul's got Sister X3 habit forming. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't know what else they would do, but if they get away from the habit. They already did the habit pun. It was really good. But a Dustin had kicking the habit. Did you see that one? Oh, I kind of like that one better. Still, um, <laughs> yeah. Doug Days and an up spinoff series where Doug discovers the dangers of suburban suburbia like puppies, fireworks, and squirrels. Mm. Remember when Pixar's like, We're never doing a sequel, right? Right, remember when they were like, Let's float this house away with balloons, and now they're like, Let's discover the dangers of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, and then Disney's like, "You'll do what you would do what you." <laughs> then they got a taste of that Toy Story money, and they were like, "Sequels, yeah. huh?" Yeah. Paul says, "I love watching Jesse read the comments." <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do react pretty heavily. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start skipping through. There's Lightyear. We already seen that. Let's see, Mar- WandaVision, of course, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness debuts March 25th, 2022. Falcon and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, March nineteenth. Black Widow, which will hit theaters in May, twenty twenty one. Loki, Loki, a series starring Owen Wilson. What? <laughs> Why shouldn't that... he be in the Lightning McQueen show, like the Cars spinoff? Like, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why do they? That's Why no. is that? Nobody's gonna watch that. I can guarantee you. The only reason anybody even liked Loki is because of whoever the actors that played him who's now. Yeah. But yeah. yeah how do, he's gonna be in it though, right? How do they do a Loki series without it's got him? to be? I, I think the whoever Mickey Wilson. <laughs> no, no good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like too stupid for like an SNL skit or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just chose to like. Whoever put this list together, like, who's in this? Owen Wilson. I recognize that name because they're probably 30 years old. They're definitely no Jackson McHenry. I know that much. <laughs> no Jackson McHenry. Jackson McHenry wouldn't pull this. 
what if oh i didn't realize what if isn't going to be an animated series what if animated marvel animated series summer 2021 shang chi and the legend of the ten rings theaters july 9th <laughs> uh miss marvel an original series starring iman vanelli vanelli are they doing like a different miss marvel then because there are that'll be um uh what's oh, her name Miss marvel like... is different than captain marvel yeah yep yeah, she hangs out with uh, Miles Morales and yeah. Oh, here we go. Right. Okay. Okay. Because when Captain Marvel came out, I was confused because at the time in the comics, the character I thought was Captain Marvel, maybe it was just Miss Marvel, was of Middle Eastern descent or something. And I was like, Brie Larson. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. don't follow any of that stuff. No, I was like, yeah. really? I could go like white or blonde haired white lady. But um, no, they're instead they're going to go Millie Vanilli. Apparently. Are they? Wait, what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, 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 your comment, I think, seems wrong in context. A little bit. Who, who's Millie Vanilli? Are you looking up who's Millie Vanilli? No, I'm asking you what you're referring to. Whatever you, I don't know. You said something about Vanilli. I'm in Villani. I'm just, I can't pronounce this name. Is oh, what okay. Captain Marvel 2 featuring Brie Larson and that person from Miss Marvel. So Owen Wilson. I know it's sorry, Owen Wilson. As <laughs> in Captain Sister Marvel. Act 3. Wow. As Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Eternals with an ensemble cast coming to theaters November 2021. Hawkeye series, no date. She-Hulk. Oh, this was another story. She-Hulk with Somebody I don't know this name and Mark Ruffalo coming to Disney Plus. What was the other really? She-Hulk Mark movie? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Huh. If, if they're going to do a She-Hulk series, they're going to have to have, bring the Hulk into you know. Oh, you can't well, just let the lady go and do it on herself. Do it or do yeah. it all herself. Yeah, I get it. There's a lot of people returning to a lot of things lately. I know. Oh, Tim Roth was returning as the Abomination in She-Hulk. Yeah. That was the other story. Yeah, that's crazy. I love Tim Roth. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. I like Tim Roth as uh, the bellhop. Yeah. I or love, any kind of scuzzy bad guy villain guy. I love Tim Roth in everything. Yeah. But Rob Tim Roy. Secret Invasion, uh, which is a Marvel thing. I can't remember. That's happening? Is. Coming to Disney Plus. That's all it says. Like as a series? Doesn't say. Not what? At least not here. Ironheart, an original series. Quote, about the creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man, end quote, coming to Disney Plus. Oh, Ironheart is, uh, uh, it's been a while since I read comic books. Armor War. She was cool. It's a Nick Fury series, says Dustin. Oh, okay. Thank you. Secret Invasion is, I'm assuming. Oh. Because the scrolls in the way that that, uh, was it Captain Marvel? The way that ended? Yeah. Oh, no. It was Spider Man, um, Homecoming. Oh, the second one? I don't... Whoa, no. The first not one? Homecoming. Second one. Second one. I don't know. Far from home. This is where too yeah. far off. In the There's way. too much. There's yeah. too much. You uh, know what exactly. they, should do? they should pick one character, make them good, and make that a movie. I'm voting... Uh, they did that. His name was Captain America, and now he's dead. <laughs> Armor, <laughs> Armor Wars, a classic Marvel story about Tony Stark's worst fear coming true. Oh, no. Because they can't let him die. A Ga- Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. 
okay, wait, this might be good. A Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. If oh, God. that would be good, that would be good if what they're doing is playing on the Star Wars holiday special, right? Which you know they will. Um, life day <laughs> was a <it> life day. <laughs> I am Groot. You're like original, family. I am Groot, an original series of Baby Groot shorts. Mm, that's just which are like good. pants, only shorter. That's just pandering, real hard. Yes, it is. Pantering, even. He says pantering. I say milking. Whatever. <laughs> Black Panther two, July eighth, twenty twenty two. Marvel. Uh, we've reported on this before, but Marvel will not recast Chad Bozeman's character. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Bozeman's character. I always get his name wrong. And this was another one. A John Watts who directed, um, I think the Spider Man movies, the recent Spider Man movies. Okay. A John Watts directed Fantastic Four film. Oh, so they're gonna oh, try that again. Another Fantastic Four, hey? Third, fourth time's a charm. <laughs> is it really the fourth? Those would be the third time, right? Well, oh, third officially released. This is technically beef. Well, there, there was the the unreleased mm-hmm. first Fantastic Four movie, yeah, right. Which apparently is not that bad, huh? I think the thing so far that the I thing, clever in time. Play um, that I have been most excited about if if it's done correctly that is is the um, gosh what is it called the bow and arrow guy not um, (laughs) Hawkeye yes Hawkeye if Hawkeye has done well Hawkeye is awesome I just don't know if they're actually going to do it justice okay so Dustin is if I'd have realized you'd have been around and you had all the, I I would have invited you on Dustin. Dustin has the info on this and mind you, I know there's more info about all this Disney stuff, but that just the overview really made me not want to be doing this anymore. So, um, but Dustin has lots of info holiday special by James Gunn filmed during uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three. Cool. Guns involved. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, he said. Kate Armor Bishop Wars is up the mantle and uh, like mm-hmm. the new event, the Young Avengers or whatever. Armor Wars is Cheadle's show. Mm. Captain Planet, I mean Don mm-hmm. Cheadle. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Don Cheadle is Captain Planet is the Please. best. It's the best role Please. he's ever done. <laughs> Your tree. Coral <laughs> trees. Trees. So good. <laughs> Paul says, "Hey, now, now that Cap is dead, he can come back as Johnny Storm." Or Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> I don't know oh, why. Did I even put any of that? Oh, yeah, there's a, a Spider Watch. God, there's too much news. But we yeah. got to end this show. <laughs> spider Watch. Charlie Cox. This this seems less certain. Like, it's not as reported as many places in the places that did report are not as familiar to me. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3, Alfred Molina returning as Doc Ock. So Spider-Man 3 is doing... The Flash is going to pull in all the DC people from previous DC movies and over there. Over yep. here, Spider-Man 3, they're doing it. They're going to pull in all the spider all the Spider-Mans. Every all the, Spiders. All the other Marvel characters. Randy, your vape looks like a self-destruct button. <laughs> and dude from, dude from Lovecraft is king. What? It says, dude from Lovecraft... Dude from Lovecraft is Kang, and I automatically go to TNMT. I don't know if that's what it is, 
but okay, Craig. 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 Oh, Craig. Okay. Same difference. In fact, because Kang the Conqueror and Ant Man Three be better if it was Krang. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just saying. Okay. All right. One last thing that I have, and then we're gonna make our speedy thing. But you know what? You didn't get it last week. You guys lucked out. You've missed it. You didn't get it for Thanksgiving either. It's been two weeks. Yeah, it's been forever. Well, consider that your holiday gift, and we're taking that gift back now. Snyder watch you missed it you know it's like coming home (laughs) oh and paul i did watch i did use spider watch in my notes even the Mm -hmm. spider-man news those are stories that paul you can put a hashtag on i put hashtag spider watch well we're beyond that now because we're in the snyder watch just one story no dustin says magnificent if you (laughs) have his first time yeah that's your first time to do the snyder watch segment yeah audio always remember your first time you're missing out. You're missing out Wait, if you Snyder watch. People are like, where were where were you? You know, if you're a certain age, do you, you remember where you were when JFK was shot? Or no. uh, you know, 9-11, or <laughs> just as terrible. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you get back. Not as terrible, still bad. Snyder watch. Zack Snyder's Justice League may get a comic book expansion. Ooh. To which I say. Pretty sure that was a given because DC does that with all their movies. But okay, I was say yeah, like what Doomsday Clock? I mean, it's still don't know how that ended. It's not unsurprising, but like, I mean, DC they they've been doing that for a while. They'll just they'll pump in a tie-in comic series for anything that's doing fairly well. Yeah, like, never mind. I'm not going to say. Go ahead. Uh, so what's interesting to me though is that this is coming from WeGotThisCovered.com. Um, and there's not a lot of news on this, but basically it's confirmation oh. by is that even real news if it's we got discovered? I don't know. I don't I, not that familiar. I think they are actually fake news. Are they seriously? Okay, uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like oh, man. Do we got another Snyder watch after that? <laughs> this is our only Snyder watch. Oh I've seen it though. Okay. Elsewhere. So let me find it. Let me double check it. Paul says it's already getting an effing movie expansion. How much more can they expand? It's already an expansion. Yeah. They've already added scenes with Jared Leto that weren't filmed. How much? And everybody else. And everybody else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but he's the pretty one. Okay. What about. <laughs> what about comicbook.com? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We got this covered, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sketchy. Good to know. I too often. would also like to real quick, while he's looking that up, <clears throat> happened to Jeremy. He's what? Jared Leto's twin brother, Jeremy, was an actor. What happened to him? Maybe he got left on Mars during <gasps> the seconds to Mars. Sister Act 3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, is his name Jeremy... Legal. Same as same last name as Jared, because they're twins. 
Well, when you Google it, it auto-corrects to Jared. It's, well, Jeremy is also an actor. Jared. He has one less toe, but he is also a toe. No, they, we, it's just a whole bunch of uh, uh, Jared. Wouldn't that be crazy if they were just like running around pretending to be each other? <laughs> and everybody's and, and Melanie's the one that's like, do you remember Jeremy? And I'm like, no, shh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I only remember because <laughs> when I was a teen, my walls were covered with attractive actors, and I had both Jeremy and Jared, his brother, on my wall. I couldn't tell them apart, but they were both there. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I had seen the story other places, so that's why I went with it, but from comicbook.com, they say basically the same thing. Basically, this is kind of like a confirmation by a... You'll see. But this does involve the good Snyder, who's involved with Batman and DC stuff. Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. So long for these two names to cross. Yeah. twin. It's like yeah. six degrees of Kevin Bacon, only Snyder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, if that's better or worse. Oh. Okay, so anyway, basically, um, Scott Snyder, who, if you don't know, because we don't talk about comics anymore, so you might not be a comics uh, fan, um, is a comic book writer who wrote, he got very well known uh, during the Batman New 52 run, um, but he also has done a lot of, he's done a lot of horror comics, which is awesome. And he was out and about promoting uh his new American vampire 1976 series, which American vampire was a series. He's also very well known for. He did witches, which we talked about forever ago. Really good. Um, He's really well known for court of owls and his run there. Thereafter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also Batman metal or whatever the whole metal thing was. He was involved in that. According to omelet, who is omelet? Omelet Omelet.com. Well, anyway, they sponsored the event that uh, he was at promoting this stuff. Oh, a virtual, sounds excellent. A virtual event. So maybe you can find a replay of this somewhere. But anyway, uh, he did touch on some of his more mainstream, his mainstream DC work. And at one point said that DC Comics asked him to, quote, help with the comic ad- adaptation and expansion of the Justice League Snyder Cut mythology that Snyder, Zack Snyder was doing on HBO Max. And Snot, Scott Scott Snyder half jokingly said that he turned the job down because quote I had a lot of jobs ahead of me and I can't deal with people confusing us anymore. <laughs> I but like I like that. It. He's like, good. No, can't do it. Plus, yeah, yeah, because I've made that tongue slip before. Saying Scott Snyder instead of Zack Snyder, that slip of the tongue. You really have to watch the Snyder. You want the which good one, the bad one? Which slightly? one? Which one are you going to do? You really got to watch it. It's the you think Snyder you're fighting in Scott Snyder and Zack Snyder slides in and starts playing? Yeah, yeah. Leonard like a vampire. Leonard like, Cohen like, on your stereo, that. moving around the room all slow. Are they vampires? Is they're both dealing with bats? Animaniacs took a nice jab at Batman v Superman. Oh, Melanie and I did watch the first episode of that. It yeah, was yeah, it was, it was yeah. okay. Melanie, mm-hmm. anything we should be amazed by? I'm sorry, it's gone so late, guys. By the way, I know I usually wait till after the stream to say that, but I'm sorry. Um, 
I was doing a Melanie towards the end here, trying to like, okay, blah, 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 blah. We need to move on. The main thing that I have is that E. Rosita, which is a um, telescope, found a large scale bubble in the halo of the Milky Way, which, you know, is fine. But it's um, several kiloparsecs which is like 50,000 light years about. Um, and, and almost as big as the galaxy itself um, as like bubbles in the middle, which is super interesting to me, mostly because there was recently an article saying that uh, matter that or information more than matter that falls into black holes is actually spit back out so that was one of the big issues with black holes is that once the once the information or matter or whatever it is uh because information and matter are basically the same once they fall into a black hole um they kind of disappear except that they aren't they don't they are spit back out so um the giant bubbles that are in each side of the Milky Way are actually the black, the black, the supermassive black hole in the center of the of the galaxy, spitting out the information that it that has fallen into it. So, like the Berenstein Bears. Yes, just like the Berenstein Bears, not the Berenstein Bears because they're not real. The Berenstein Bears, right there. Yep. Yeah, but the Berenstein Bears mm-hmm. came from some black hole magic. They did, but <laughs> the Baron Stain Bears fell into a hole and never returned. Yeah, that's that, but that's that's not what's happening. That actually doesn't have anything to do with black holes. That's with the dimensions. Come on. All right, all right, okay. Yeah, guys, I think we've done a really good show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've covered everything. We covered like what what Swamp Kings or something like. We started with humble hillbillies or killbillies, what have you. Mm-hmm. We went to spider watches. We went to Snyder watches. We went to mm-hmm. Disneyland. We went to Disney World. <laughs> went to whatever the hell a Pixar planet is. That I shouldn't have done that list of all that. <laughs> <laughs> that took that drained me. Part by the time we hit the Marvel titles, I was like. I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Used up all of our energy on talking Mandalorian. It was like, this is really good. We should, they should be careful. And then we were like, yeah. oh God, there's so many. They're not careful. They're, no. not, care- they're not careful. They're, they're doing you. a spinoff for everything. Sister Act 3. Sister yep. Act. Who was clamoring for that? I don't know. I don't know. But Whoopee. as Paul says, someone is blowing, wait, so someone is blowing bubbles in the Milky Way? And indeed, indeed, someone is blowing bubbles in the Milky Way, and that's the problem. Just don't cry over spilled Milky Way. Milky Way. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I can't Uh, even believe we did that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for thanks for watching. Future listeners, thanks for listening in the future or the past, whatever time it happens to be. And you guys got anything you want to mention before we go? Got anything coming up? Interesting. Uh, kind of cool. Lenny Vernon, badass trucker, is a mm-hmm. comic book that is 
has been coming out for many, many years now. And uh, they're on issue 10. It's in local comic book shops. So if you're in the Omaha or Lincoln area, you can pick up a comic uh, that may, may uh, have someone that looks like me in it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's super interesting because I am not a trucker, but I am a busser. So super close. (laughs) So she can identify. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh. And I'm also, this is, tomorrow is my last day of school for like five weeks at least. So I have oh. time to read that also. Sweet. I know. Yeah. And I was trying to hurt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Melanie, you should go to bed right after we stop. I will. Um, real quick. I'm going to do okay, that guys. too. Next yeah. week. Next week. What do we want to do? Because there's one episode before Christmas left because Christmas Eve is the next Thursday after that. So I figure we're not probably not streaming on Christmas Eve. Um, do we want to do like movies? I do have an idea for a, I maybe we'll skip news. I do have an idea for a game. Super original. I certainly never seen it on a YouTube video or heard other podcasters do it. So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but that probably won't take all that much time. Uh, Paul suggests Xmas horror. Do we want to continue the monster of the week for Christmas? I'm totally down with doing some Christmas horror. Totally different or or Christmas. How about just just Christmas? Just Christmas is the theme. So like Krampus and just anything or and uh, Miracle on 34th Street, like because because offing myself isn't you know. Oh no, you're thinking. Um, it's a wonderful life. Wonderful life. Yes. Are you gonna watch that? Yes, I will. I'll watch it with you. No, you get your own. But I, I throw throw a lasso around it and pull like the moon it. down for you. But I love you, you'll do the voice for me, and then you'll watch your own movie. Thank <laughs> oh, you very much. <laughs> I love it, Buffalo gals. Won't you come out tonight? I know what that's from. Um, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, correct? I I won't do Gremlins though because I've we talked about it on Grolic Cinematic Universe last year i think gremlins Gremlins is literally the town that christmas destroyed it's not he's a christmas gift gremlins is a christmas movie gizmo is literally a gift from an absentee father who is also an inventor who steals it from a chinese man and then (laughs) destroys a town you want to argue die hard that's fine even he's a christmas gift no you no, want to no, argue no. Die Hard? They dress fine. up like Christmas carolers. Even no. though Die Hard takes place at a Christmas party, and yeah. there's Christmas music in the musical score of the movie, I'll give you that one. They Grim- are both action movies. Neither is a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Star Wars is not. Star Wars <laughs> is a Christmas movie. It is. There's not a single carol. <laughs> oh yeah, not a gift. You know what? All you need is a Christmas spirit. There's not a Christmas. They don't even believe in Jesus in Star Wars. <laughs> they do believe in Obi Wan. They believe the in force. The force is the Christmas spirit. Devil magic. It feels forced. <laughs> okay. okay. Gremlins is a freaking Christmas movie. I don't. It's know. A, yeah, crazy it's to think the it's Christmas not. movie. Um, maybe not. Okay, so Christmas in general doesn't even have to be a horror movie. Is that what we're saying? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, no, oh boy. 
every Doctor Who Christmas special ever. Either horror or at least a good movie. How's that? You just want to watch a good movie. I don't want to watch you crappy Christmas movie. That's all. I get it. Oh, oh, Paul went with the Xmas, so you could go X X Xmas. Paul's perpetrating not not on this show though. The war. <laughs> not on the Grolix podcast. The war on Xmas. <laughs> the war on Christmas. People are so dumb. Uh, <laughs> There's oh man, we could have done X Men movies for the X Xmas. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Can I watch? I've seen them all so many times. Can I watch the Logan again? No, <laughs> unless unless I can watch like Jurassic Park because two tyrannosauruses fighting behind uh, a running saw blade counts as Christmas to me. <laughs> I, I don't even know which know which one that is at all. To, but I do appreciate that. Although that's Christmas. Oh, but now I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that meme? Which is like the yeah. nativity scene, I'm but if you sorry. look at it differently, it looks like two uh, two T Rexes above a fighting to the death. You yeah. you sent me that meme. Okay, I I I, I get it now. I was so confused. Um, I was at first too. I was like, is that a Jurassic Park movie? I, I didn't see everybody that meme. Dustin asks, didn't Goldberg make a Christmas horror film? He did. It's called Santa Slay. S L A Y. Looks ridiculous. I've never seen it. Maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. Santa's or, Either that or I'll watch Scrooge again because Scrooge. Are you awake still? Me? Yeah. Barely. I'm I, have, I have to get up at four. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's go. We need to so, get off here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Melanie, for spending Thank your you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the, those of you still in the chat. And those of you who joined us at the beginning, you're the real, you're the real Grolickers. You're the real real reason for Christmas. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. makes me think of the Stranger Things monster from season one for some reason. Because huh. it's a liquor type thing. All right. Seems so festive though, doesn't it? Stranger Things? Or the Grawlickers? Or the or the monster? The monster. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, am I is it maybe just because the Christmas lights we're thinking about? I would like a tree topper. I don't know.